0: Welcome to the King Hero IndyCar podcast with Kirby and Justin. Kirby,
1: how are you? Doing great, Justin. How about yourself?
0: Feeling all is right with the world a little bit after uh, feeling like maybe all wasn't going to be right with the world. Will you permit me to explain? Please expound. Will Power uh, qualified in the top six, almost got pole and won a race, which feels right. I don't know about you, Kerb. I don't know if you share that feeling. You were beginning to wonder, or I think we were both beginning to wonder, as it sounds like, you know, in, in the post mortem here, maybe Will Power was beginning to wonder if he had lost a bit of his uh, mojo.
1: Maybe not unusual for him to go through uh, windless droughts in terms of races, uh, but to see him go through pole droughts like this is a whole other thing. Close to the pole and, and winning a race from the front like the old days, uh, I can see how that would set your mind at ease.
0: Yeah, and I I just—I mean—I think he said as much. It's like he just never felt like he lacked pace. Like you know, he lacked racecraft, other things, but he he never felt he lacked lacked pace until you know this year, where he's like, man, I can't—I can't have gotten that bad in that short amount of time. Kerb, um, I guess lots to unpack. Uh, from the Indy Grand Prix, uh, you were there, albeit briefly, from what Mm -hmm. I understand. Just give us some impressions for those of us who weren't. able to attend uh, just overall you've been there many times, you've been to many indie Grand Prix. Uh what difference did it make uh, with the NASCAR there, if any, what difference did it make the timing of the, the event being August?
1: Uh you know um I'll be honest with you, I was a little, little bit uh disappointed I guess with the turnout and the, the atmosphere. You know if you walked yeah, I guess the infield, uh you know where all the transporters were where all the, the so called midway uh, that was a little bit surprising how much was going on until you realize it was mostly there for NASCAR, probably a smaller crowd than I'm used to seeing at the uh, GP in May. We took it in from the the mounds there inside of or I guess just outside of turn two, inside of turn two in the infield. And uh, it is a pretty nice perspective there. See them all come barreling through turn one and then try to weave their way through without without making contact with each other. So you know I recommend that to people that. Want to try uh, watching the race from the mounds? It was a good IndyCar event. wasn't as big as uh, big a deal as I think the May race is, but hopefully they can build on that and have some success in the future. I guess I would like to
0: ask you a little bit about kind of a, a recurring theme here on the podcast: European Euro drivers starting to look at IndyCar as a, as an alternative in their careers. Uh, The most recent uh, example is uh, Mr. Christian Lundgaard of uh, Denmark. And you got to say, when uh, it was announced he was coming over, I I read one article and I just was amazed at how mm, nonplussed he was about coming over, I guess. You know, it just seemed like, well, yeah, I'll go over there. We'll see what happens. I'm not expecting to do very well. and. You know, it doesn't really mean anything. And I got several other options, and I'm gonna do it. And that was kind of the the general gist of things. And then he came over here, blazed you know, just blazed it. Let's let's face it, in uh, the practice rounds and even in qualifying, uh, to the point where everybody paid some attention. And I think his comments after the race were a bit more, uh, how shall we say, engaged. Ker, what do you think? I mean, this is uh, the problem I have with this is this is a guy that's not had a good year in F two. Um, I know he's had some success in the past, and it it does bother me on some level, to be honest, that he comes over here and kind of out qualifies his two veteran teammates on the same team. Uh, you know, having been here five minutes, literally five minutes. What do you think?
1: Well, I think it's natural for IndyCar fans who. Uh to be a little bit defensive when things like that happen. But um, you know, at the same time, drivers from the Formula One feeder uh, series that have bumped their head against the ceiling for a while, um, it's not a—it's not the first time those guys have come over here, and it won't be the last time. And um, the kid has pace. Pace and qualifying is probably a, a new thing for Ray Hall and Atlantic and racing. So.
0: Kirk, why are the European drivers always better looking than their American counterparts?
1: I cannot explain that, Justin. I have not really contemplated that issue.
0: Well, let's just but, go down a list but wh- here.
1: But why don't you tell me your thoughts Okay.
0: On this? You uh, well, obviously I have. Mean, well, I see Marcus Erickson. He's a
1: handsome dude, right? Better
0: looking than 90% of his uh, you know, American counterparts uh, over here. This right. Lungard, good-looking dude. Better looking than 90% of his counterparts over here. Kevin Magnuson, strong Nordic look. Better looking okay. than 90% of the dudes over here. Well, does he qualify as an IndyCar racer? Well, he raced once. Okay. My point is, what's going on and what's in the water over in Europe that uh, that uh, is not in the water here?
1: Well, again, I'll have to defer here to your uh, Euro experience, which is vastly outnumbers mine, which is well, let's what goes start, on let's what start goes with, in Europe. Let's
0: start with the European water. is probably actually water, and ours is Diet Coke. Okay. Um. And go
1: from there. It could be a keen insight. What else? (laughs) Well, now you're really pressing
0: me on this. I wasn't really thinking I was going to take it that far, Kerb. I'm going to say attention. I'm going to say attention to their looks. Uh, that they uh, they pay a bit more attention than than their American counterparts do. Well, I think know,
1: jo- Joseph Newgardens uh, straightened his teeth out in the last couple of years. I mean, who else That's could pay p- more attention uh, than that?
0: But I mean, I think in general, we're a society of slobs here in America, if, if you'll permit me to uh, commentate. I, think well, we I just, don't
1: think there's many slobs racing in IndyCar. There may be slobs in the stands and maybe well, I'm even not the talking about, I'm crews day. I'm not many.
0: talking about slobs in the traditional sense. Um, I'm really, really more referring to just grooming.
1: All right, think... so let's 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 go down the list here. Is uh, Marcus Erickson or Christian Lundgaard more handsome than Alexander Rossi? Yes. Joseph Newgarden. Okay, you're taking the two
0: best looking guys in IndyCar, and put, but uh, but okay, I'll take that. Yes, they're better looking than him.
1: Than Joseph Newgarden, the Euro yes. Indy the Euro American IndyCar driver. Well, um, he spent
0: time over in Europe too, so that's probably where he picked up the grooming habits. He
1: does spell his first name with an F. Um, Let's see. I'm just looking down on a list here of American drivers, which are actually harder to find than I thought. Um, uh, Graham Rahal. Jim John- Jimmy Johnson's a handsome-looking man. If you're going to count uh, Kevin Magnuson, you got to count Jimmy Johnson. Okay. Uh, Graham Rahal's not a bad-looking fellow.
0: Not a good-looking fellow.
1: You could do worse.
0: No offense, Graham.
1: Uh, okay, Connor Daly, I'll grant you that one. Colton Hurdom might be decent-looking if he tried. Uh, that, but
0: that's precisely my point. you put you put Colton herda in Europe, and you got it you know you got a good looking dude now he just kind of looks like some kind of california you know, groover
1: uh let's see Ryan Hunter Ray, he's got the strong uh, doodly do right chin
0: does have that I grant you Ryan Hunter Ray um looks like he spent time
1: in Europe <laughs> or at least a Florida son um even
0: like even Sebastian Bourdais who lets for all intents and purposes is American at this point.
1: No, right. no, no, you you can't do that. Why can't I? Well you are going Helio Castroneves Nevis is an American? No. Scott <laughs> Dixon, you gonna count him among the American drivers? I'm not a good looking dude. Willpower?
0: Uh okay looking dude, but he'd be way better looking if he spent time in Europe. <laughs> Inchcliffe. Canadian. Better looking if, if he was spent time in Europe. Probably would have probably had a
1: nose job by now. You, <laughs> you and Chelsea Handler, everything's better in Europe, isn't it? So I'm not saying anything's better. I'm asking why. Why? Uh, yeah. Let's just uh, let's put it this way. The guys coming from Europe are the guys that have money. They were raised with money, and they get all the best dental care and skin care and so on. I'm going to say that's the reason. Boom. You nailed it in one curb. I agree. All right. Thank you. It's upbringing.
0: It's um, the classic argument of uh, environment over genetics.
1: There you go. Working uh, to the betterment of the IndyCar field, apparently in your mind. Okay. Don't forget,
0: Curb, that these guys will have girlfriends and wives in the
1: paddock. All right. Well, I've watched enough races to know that it doesn't matter if you're good looking or not. If you're a hot, ra- if you're a race car driver making some bucks, you got a attractive girlfriend at your side. Or, wife, my example here would be Kyle Bush, not a good looking guy, but check out his wife. (laughs) Okay,
0: fair enough. I have not done that, perhaps I will. Okay, Curb moving on, Curb moving on. The curious case of James (laughs) Henchcliffe. I'm going to the tweet after the race. You permit me to quote this, Curb?
1: Permission
0: granted. Well, that was eventful. We finished ahead of where we started. Not how we wanted to follow up our podium finish, but on to the next one. We finished ahead of where we started. You Is that look, the aspiration uh, now when you start? What did he start? 26th? Something like that? I mean, how can you say that with a straight face?
1: Give him some credit. He started 24th. Okay. He did beat Scott McLaughlin, he did beat uh, Ryan BK. Beat Alex Palau. Uh, you know, those are some distinguished competitors.
0: Palau's engine blew up. He still beat him. He just <laughs> Okay. I, I see what your point. I, I see your point. I wasn't sorry, I wasn't picking up on it and I I your your sarcasm and I apologize. But
1: Scott 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 McLaughlin took out Ryanus VK on the last restart. <laughs> right. uh, okay. Sent them both to the back of the field. Well good. Uh, it's good you Sorry. explained your particular
0: sense of humor for everybody because um, it, it obviously got lost on me. <laughs> but I, look, this is just—let's I, 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 make this the last time we're going to talk about this. But this is just bizarre. Look,
1: it, it's got to be—it's got to be excruciating for him. It's just got to be really hard to keep talking about it, to keep trying to put a positive spin on things. He's just got to be really. I, I, I can't imagine he's not just crushed on the inside with the way this is going.
0: There's rumors. This, there's rumors that he has some injury that they've obviously kept on the
1: uh, kept on the QT for probably sponsorship reasons. I'm guessing. Why wouldn't you, if if you're performing this badly, why wouldn't you tell the world you're injured?
0: <laughs> well, I mean that's
1: that's excuse. precisely exactly. Cause, Thank cause you. Because now, now what what car owner wants to put you in his car next year?
0: I mean, the only thing I can think of is that. However he had the injury, it was, it was in a, doing something stupid, right? And there was some clause in his contract with the sponsor where if he was caught doing something stupid that they could pull the sponsorship. I, I mean this is, a, this is all coming from a mind curbed. I have no information to this effect. But – and that somehow Andre said, look, just keep your mouth shut. Drive through it. It's going to be what it's going to be, but keep your mouth shut because we need that money coming in from Genesis. I, I that's the only thing I can put it down to because you're right. As a driver, you'd be like, I am hurt. I cannot drive this thing as fast as I need to do. And, and for your career, if you really care is like, you sit that out and put somebody else in it.
1: But they just came off a five week break. So what, what, I mean, what kind of injury would explain a whole season's worth of really sad performances? Well, let's, let's think see. about that. The The whole process of, Shifting gears, and all that thing is much simpler than it used to be. Botched nose job? No, we would see sure. that. Yeah.
0: Vasectomy <laughs> gone wrong? Uncomfortable? No, I
1: had that in 2015, I <laughs> think. The same year Danica froze her eggs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, so let's go, Let's steer back towards the. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're not saying this because willpower is mattered, and we're not saying that's because. Joseph Newgarden was mad at himself for not giving a big enough gap between himself and Hitchcliffe in qualifying. It's just been a season-long fail for him and his team. It's just horrendous hard, underperformance. Hard
0: to yeah, horrendous underperformance. And I, you know, it's said from a place of love. I think It's like we can't believe you're that bad because you were at one time kind of right on the cutting edge of, of a top driver in IndyCar. And what yeah. the hell is happening?
1: Prior stint with Andretti he won three races one season at uh, at least one of those years it had a bright future ahead of him. it seemed like
0: questionable and I, you know Ryan Hunter Ray is in a similar boat in my mind I mean he was nowhere I know he had some issues and et cetera et cetera, but again you know he's he's saying, oh, you know he's tweeting, oh, we could have had a top ten. Ryan Hunter Ray shouldn't be like lamenting that he might have had a decent top ten I mean he needs to be lamenting that he
1: didn't have a victory or a podium. And he's just uh, not doing that anymore. At least he qualified thirteenth. At least he, you know, the old little Will power striker, At least he showed some pace um, in qualifying. He comes from a little bit more respectable place than Hinchcliffe does.
0: um uh, circling back or staying on the subject of the Saturday's race, it's been reported that Saturday's race race uh, featured 269 on track passes, 190 for position both of which are IMS road course records. I got to tell you, watching the broadcast, you wouldn't have known it. No.
1: Your views. I don't know where those passes happened. Um, I believe I might take their word for it, but, uh, but yeah, pretty hard to, pretty hard to see where that uh, excitement took place.
0: Somebody dropped the ball there. I think,
1: y- you know, you're kind of damned when you do and damned when you don't, I think, um, You know, NBC did uh, catch a lot of flack the week before uh, during the Nashville race, uh, late in the race when Colton Herta was starting to lose touch with uh, Erickson. They switched over and spent a fair amount of time on the fight for 15th place and uh, in doing so missed uh, Colton Herta's crash uh, in turn nine there late in the race. So perhaps they lingered a little bit too much on the on the leaders this time, um, you know, in reaction to that kind of criticism. Curb. Moving on to Sunday,
0: was NASCAR out, trying to outdo IndyCar from Nashville for <laughs> just horrible, horrible embarrassment? What do you think?
1: I'm sure that Doug Bulls and IMS were not trying to outdo it, so that was real.
0: Doug Bulls out uh, there with a broom uh, sweeping.
1: But I mean, can, can you imagine? And, and I think you know, based on all of Doug Bulls comments. They had a really positive weekend. He must have been feeling really good about things. Six laps to go in the stinking race on Sunday, and all all hell breaks loose. So it uh, must have been quite a letdown for, for everybody at IMS. Um, it's an
0: extraordinary thing. I've never seen anything like that before. It was like there was a tire shredder out there, like when you rent a car and go past the gate, and they say, don't back up, you know? Um, right. I mean, that must have been what that was like. I mean that's extraordinary video. It's just one car after the next, just flying out there.
1: For All the replays I watched, it was pretty uh, bizarre. And um, Almendinger I think said, "Boy, that's a lot of money out there <laughs> just yeah. jet, pissed, jet pissed away." And you know they everybody's making excuses how it was unforeseeable and this and that. And then you see, uh, I think I sent you Clint Boyer's tweet. He says that uh, a tweet says, "Oh, you got to watch from the, couch, on that front from the couch front the couch from the yeah, couch he- of his house." Yeah, they're yeah. beating on that front end there. They loosen that up. It's going to tear up the splitters. The next thing you know, all hell breaks loose. And he follows up with a tweet that says, told you. <laughs> so it's, You got to wonder sometimes how unforeseeable these things really are. Um, is, it a good optic, is.
0: is it a good optic for Doug Bowles to be out there sweeping? Now, I know, you know, he's Mr. Hands-on and all that. But is that a good optic or was it a bit too much? Or is it kind of bush league?
1: Well, you know, Bud Denker got a lot of praise for being out there uh, in Detroit, right, when they're putting that fence together after Felix Rosenquist accident. So he's got plenty of bosses above him in the IMS uh, power structure, so probably best for him to get out there and put that effort in.
0: Was Roger Penske out there selling hot dogs for the
1: local uh, KFC? I did not see Roger on the grounds, no.
0: Curb, any update you can give us on the the trying to stay away from the bottom leader circle uh, money?
1: Well, the first update I have for you is that uh, we've lamented more than once that IndyCar seems to hide this information, and uh, and we've been tracking it here in this podcast manually ourselves. But uh, this week I was on the NBC NBCSports.com uh, page and the motorsports section. They included the entry point standings. Wow. And it's got the, got the NTT IndyCar icon uh, logo on it and everything. So it must have been provided to them. From indycar uh, even though that indycar doesn't seem to want to make it available to anybody else so for the first time using uh, professionally prepared information we've got uh chip ganassi racing's 48 jimmy johnson slash johnny canon still sitting in the uh, 22nd spot on the bubble rosenquist is four points behind the aero mclaren 7 car at 147 meyer shank the 06 car of helio castroneves 24th, uh, 17 points back. You know, Helio had a strong points day at Nashville with 22 points. I think he was, what, I don't know, seventh, eighth, something like that, but not so much this week, scoring nine points. uh, You know, Jimmy Johnson beat Helio this week uh, and actually gained two points on him. And that's pretty much it. The Carlin car is pretty much out of it, Uh, 25th and 37 points behind uh, the Dalton Kellett car, AJ Foyt Enterprises. Is uh, 44 points behind the 26th. I think that does it for the full time.
0: Yeah, well, I think Rosenquist is going to continue to move up, would be my guess. I mean, if Foyt's going to have to do something here, they're going to have to do it now, basically, right? They got to put somebody in that car now.
1: Uh, it's probably too late, if you want to know the truth. Yeah, agreed. Uh, 44 points out and four races to go. And uh, the third Ray Hall Letterman landing car, like I said, is hanging in there in the 21st spot. So. Be interesting to see what kind of drivers they keep putting in there, how much chances they really want to take with uh, some bad results.
0: Where are they putting in uh, for World Technology Speedway?
1: I've not heard yet of you. I would think Santino Ferrucci would be a, a natural, yeah. but um, there, there seems to be some feeling that they're just not that high on him at Rainville or Line again for some reason. The only reason I've heard is that he crashes too much. Um, but uh, can I make one other comment? Of course. Um. Uh, you know, we, we've uh, um, touched on Robin Miller here a couple of times. I just wanted to point out he, uh, they did have, hold a special uh, induction ceremony for him over the weekend. At IMS, uh, we have recounted earlier in the year that he was voted into the uh, Motorsports Hall of Fame. I think the induction ceremonies are next month in Detroit, and uh, for his health reasons, he won't be able to attend. So I think they uh, got together with the Motorsports Hall of Fame and a bunch of people – from IndyCar and IMS and some of his old uh, buddies from the old days and, and held a special induction ceremony for him on Saturday, I believe. And so just want to put a shout out one more time and congratulations to Rob Miller for a well-deserved honor. All
0: right, right, Kerb. on to picks. That's what Robin would want us to do, not talk about him.
1: Well, Robin wants you to bring back your, uh, your gambling odds probably, but.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we can, weave that into this conversation uh curb is it uh, your pick first if i recall?
1: gateway this week going back to an oval um i'm gonna go with new garden
0: uh, curb uh I, just new garden again hard to argue, uh, hard to argue against there got uh, the bit between his uh, teeth i still think you know and um maybe a little not not a, i mean it wasn't a setback in indy right he actually gained on it but uh had you know he didn't win it that's for sure wasn't wasn't in it to win it. Um I'm gonna go with the lurker here curb uh Dixon.
1: I'm gonna go with uh the Alexander Rawson. Ooh
0: unexpected curb I might shock you with my next choice a little bit. Patricio Award. Uh lightning bolt in St. Louis.
1: No. All right. So I'm gonna go back to uh Penske here and and try Simon Pagina.
0: Wow. Just feel like that's a massive error on your part. I'm going to, I got to go back to, I can't believe you left me, but uh, Colton Herta. I got a little mixture of old and new there, but uh, um, I'm finding myself increasingly leaning towards the new. I I do think the, the final
1: changing of the guard is in motion. Strangely enough, in six picks we couldn't find our way to pick the uh, series leader.
0: Couldn't pick the series leader, and nor could we pick, uh, you know, a guy who almost always ended our top six will power.
1: And I predict Power puts in the wall this weekend.
0: <laughs> there we go. So for your punters, don't put story your money his, on
1: Power. Story of his career.
0: Uh, I like. Uh, so getting to the gambling side of this, I love Scott Dixon for any top three. Uh, a top three placement, even if it particularly if he doesn't qualify uh, well and get you uh, some higher odds. I think the same will apply to uh, both a Pato award and a Colton Herda, both really consistent on the two races last year there. So I'm liking uh, both of those for a top three pick. Um, if, uh, if they kind of qualify down a little bit and, uh, and their odds are a bit longer, uh, if you really want a wild pick uh, to Kuma Sato, um, Again, maybe for a top three pick or for a win, uh, the possibility that, that he does well at that race as well.
1: Well, talking about Lightning Bolt, uh, Takuma's due for one of his Lightning Bolt uh, good races. So. Uh, well,
0: we didn't talk yeah, about yeah. him, but again, I mean, he he couldn't be any more nowhere than he's been in the last uh, few races.
1: No, but he won there in 2019, I think, didn't he?
0: Yeah, I believe he did, and he placed second in the first race uh, last year.
1: Good pick by you, I think.
0: Kerb mm. Twitter at Hero H I R O IndyCar. At Hero IndyCar, our new our new Twitter account, please come and follow it. You're gonna get occasional but very insightful tweets. Time is time is nigh, Curb. Time is nigh. Already? Yeah, already. We're out Everybody, of time already. Everybody have a great week and enjoy the race.
1: All right. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening.